0: The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. As always, it is Dale Lippin in here with Trey Van Buskirk, but more importantly, it's like a new thing that we're doing we're starting the show with a guest in here already as opposed to bringing them in after the fact really doesn't need an introduction but i'm gonna give you one anyway if you're listening audio wise we have the if we're gonna fear the uh miranda maverick in the building how are you doing miranda
1: i'm doing very well thanks for having me on thanks for coming on
0: i love this it's like a nice little organic um sort of setup that we had here um i freshly moved out the team elevation and Dober's a big friend of the show, and we just kind of—I think that's sort of how this came about. I'm not really sure, but
1: yeah, yeah, I saw uh, both the people you had on that night, and I was like, "Hey, look at that! It looks like a reputable, reputable show. I'm gonna get on that one."
2: <laughs> well, right. yeah, I think it's also we're in this space now where we're only bringing on the most yoked fighters on the planet. That's we cannot go oh, into it? heavyweights; oh, it's just
1: I, cut I appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, there
0: is there is some sort of aesthetic here that's happening where there is a. <laughs> very very uh yoked as you say trey uh, <laughs> aesthetic to the guests that we have on so um, i appreciate you coming on thanks so much so how was christmas how was new year's we're in 2022 obviously we're ready to get things cracking here in 2022 newly married all this stuff catch, catch us up with what's going on here
1: As far as holidays, it was awesome. It's the first time I've gotten to eat uh, at Christmas for the first time in about five years or so. So that was really nice, going to spend time with my family and actually getting to enjoy the time around them. When uh, family time is half eating, you know, that's the most fun part. Um, As far as getting married, uh, Pete and I eloped in November on Thanksgiving. So that was a pretty exciting time. Did not get to have Thanksgiving dinner because I was preparing for my fight. But we still had a nice dinner and it was a really good day and uh, now we're getting ready to have an actual wedding in October so uh, gonna let our parents and families and close friends enjoy it
0: nice mm-hmm. how was the whole elope thing because we my wife and I did something similar to that in the sense that we got married and immediately moved away from everybody but we at least had everybody there Trey what, you and Jess had a big wedding did you not
2: we had a big wedding, but we are big advocates of The Bachelor, which is technically eloping. So Miranda, was it as like magical as The Bachelor? Walk us through that day.
1: I don't I think it depends on your relationship. You know, a lot didn't change for us the day that we got eloped, and that's part of the reason why we wanted to go ahead and do it is we were already living married basically. And uh, we're both Christians, we both thought it was the right thing to do to go ahead and get married instead of cohabiting, basically, for another few months just because a date closer didn't work better for us. Um, So when we did get married, you know, it was different not having anybody around. It was definitely more emotional than I thought it was going to be because I was like, oh, it's not, you know, it's not going to be a huge ordeal. Just got a photographer that was local um, that I had worked with before. And I was like, oh, just take a few pictures for us, you know, not going to be a big deal. We went in, we ended up getting a, a minister online because um, we weren't able, you know, we didn't have any connections here yet. We had just started going to the church we were at. No one was free for Thanksgiving, which I don't blame them. So we got somebody online that was cheap to fit our uh, very, very small budget. And it was, uh, I would advise going for the money getting somebody better but it was good you know we both were like in tears when it happened and had a great photo shoot up at uh up in boulder and it was great it was a good day very emotional and we pulled both of our parents that afternoon and called everybody on facetime and used it as the excuse of we all want to be a part of the family prayer for thanksgiving you know and we're thankful for and when it came our turn we told them what what we did
0: through the prayer in there i like that i like that do you have somebody picked out on who you want to officiate in october because trey has officiated a couple weddings
1: oh that's cool i actually do so um pete's brother-in-law is a minister and so he's actually going to be the one to officiate us Mm -hmm. i thought about my own dad doing it but i was like i kind of want my dad to walk me down the aisle and that's just too much to have him do so
2: well i would i would tell your dad miranda it is a very rigorous process it's uh (laughs) So that and what, I'm only ordained you? Dale in Hawaii. So that makes it a little bit more difficult.
1: Ah, uh, um, I see, I see. Uh, well, I, I've I, heard I, it takes a whole uh, couple hour course online.
2: Well, if you, it's a couple hours, that, that person's doing it wrong. <laughs> it's like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're, we're into 2022,
0: um, uh-huh. 2021 outside of getting married. Yeah. kind of hit or miss. What's, what's going on? What, what, what are we looking at this year and what are we going to do next? Who, who's on the docket? Because I don't think you have anything booked currently, right? But there's got to be names orbiting uh, around.
1: There's a lot of names. There's a lot of names I've thrown out there. There's a lot of dates I've thrown out there already. A couple of them have came and went and are not happening. Um, you know, it's been told to me that I just have to wait in line and there's a lot of girls, they need to get fights and they're bringing even more people into the flyweight division. And I'm like, hmm. okay, if we're having this much trouble finding fights for everybody, why are we bringing in tons more people all the time but um i'm gonna be patient i'm gonna wait i've given several names out there um, molly mccann was one that i really wanted to fight she ended up getting books but that i thought would have been an absolute barn burner um, another one i wanted to fight was antonina she also got books um and i've thrown out about 10 more names and i'm just waiting for one of them to actually stick um but you know t- 2021 was kind of hit or miss for me like you said february was a good fight against jillian um beat her and then in july i fought macy barber everybody has their own opinion of that one and i do too um yeah i think i won it as well and hopefully the ufc doesn't look at it as a loss because on paper i've lost two in a row right now which uh it's never happened to me and i've definitely never lost like i lost my last fight um which was a disappointing night for me um, for a lot of fans for my family and friends and it was one of those things where i think i got kind of self-defeated i don't like losing first rounds And I didn't do well after I lost the first round. I was kind of, I guess, uh, surprised by getting taken down and being held down. And I just let it downward spiral from there. Um, And on top of that, it just wasn't my night. I was basically forgetting everything after getting frustrated. Um, We're working on correcting that right now, having me forcing me to lose rounds and then get back up and win the next ones. And on top of that, working on my bottom game, my defense, um, because I'm very good offensively in all positions. um, But my defense is where I've kind of lacked just because in my opinion, places that I've trained in the past just don't have really partners my size. And it's hard to work the defense beyond just surviving. Mm. Wow. Wow.
2: That's, that's really admirable that, well, one, you get, you're surrounded by the best coaches on the planet. So obviously if they saw that flaw where you're just not getting it going after the, after round one and the loss, they're going to hone in on that. But I mean, you're you're beyond interesting Miranda because your wrestling background I know even in your family but your brother's an absolute all-star wrestler yeah. so when you were getting taken down and what was like you believe your best you know facet of your game was that more so because that was the big reason or was it kind of all around you just didn't feel like you were in it
1: um I felt like I just wasn't in it beforehand leading up to the fight best camp I've ever had I felt amazing uh best weight cut I've ever had I felt like my fitness was on point like I hadn't gotten above 140 even during the whole fight camp and like kept my weight, just staying very lean. Even now I'm staying very lean outside of fights and outside of fight camps. Um, And yeah, to be beat at my own strength, which I knew that was Aaron's only strength, right? Was the grappling background part. And I think I was winning on the feet, but too bad we didn't stay there very long. Right. And um, I was used to getting pushed against the cage and defending out of it. But to have someone take me down in the middle of the cage, which is usually my specialty, um, wasn't too fun. And then I'm also bad about being like, oh, I'm sitting here, I'm protected, I'm not getting hit, so I'm fine, and then you lose the fight.
0: Yeah. I'll say this, because part of our show is based on betting, obviously. We were both on you that night. Um, so I mean
1: a lot of people were. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I mean it is, it is what it is. I mean, skill set wise, I feel like if you and Aaron ran it back ten times, you're coming out on the favorable side of that 10. Um, whether it was your night or not, I mean, it you know, it is what it is. I, I do want to say this though, with the Macy Barber fight, um, I don't know anybody that scored it for her. And Me, again, neither. not to dwell on <laughs> negative things, but I don't know anybody that scored it for her. Um and I, I I'm not just saying that because you're on here. Uh I probably send you the clip because i believe there was a there was a there was a rant that either trey or myself went on in the following episode because uh it was it was pretty egregious in that sense so is with the flyweight division sort of seemingly getting a little bit more flooded is bantamweight an option
1: no i'm i'm short i'm really short um, <laughs> i tried to fight at 115 when i was starting as a pro and in invicta because um ufc didn't have a flyweight division at that time yeah um i would probably sooner try to make that and lose a bunch of muscle than i would go up to 135 i've also fought at 135 before i won that fight however it was uh not to be mean to her but not of equal skill level you know it was like a comeback fight that i took real quick, just to get a win back under my column and get back in the game. Um, I will never fight at 135 on the UFC unless it's both of us hitting a three-day notice fight and both of us are usually flyweights.
0: I got you. Let's bring in something from the chat real quick. So I was going to ask you this following the the, the question about Macy. Is there anything that you would suggest as far as changes to the judging and scoring system?
1: I wish they'd make people have more experience in the mixed martial arts world. It's easy to say a lot of things that they can improve on. It's another to try to enforce it. I know plenty of MMA fighters that could go and judge. They just don't want to, you know, Mm -hmm. I know plenty that I'm like, you should do this. You should do this. And they're like, "Ah, I'm just not interested. I want a referee or I want to do something more fun, you know, more involved, something that gets my name out there. And I'm like, yeah, I understand. It can be a little bit difficult to, you know, get in that, but that's really what we need is people to go in there and be a part of it. Sorry, guys. It looks like my camera. Like that's okay. A little bit. I'm gonna see if I can.
0: No, I think I think that's a fair point. Um, one of the th- one of the things that's been brought up quite a bit. And I want to get your take on it. Uh, Dober is against it, but how do you feel about open scoring? Would you, Would you want to know the score in between rounds?
1: Um, I don't think it would affect me negatively or positively. Uh, I think I like the open scoring just because in my personality is one where if I know I'm losing, I'm going to go in there and just put my all. But I think usually it's pretty obvious, you know? So close fights, though, I think it would definitely help. The downside I see is that people who win or know they're winning by two rounds are just going to backpedal the entire time the third round. But at the same time, it's the person's job that's losing to push the pace.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so hopefully you're not going to decisions anymore. You're just gonna stomp people, you know. Round one, round two. You're like I keep saying. You're we think you're in one of the greatest camps, you know, there is here domestically. Um, when you're in, when you're in camp and you're looking around, the other killers that are part of your gym. Is there someone you look at that you're just like they're on an insane level? Like I cannot wait to watch their career unfold.
1: There is actually like J.J. Aldrich is one that I see improving at a fast rate. And, that you know, even looking back at her fight, she's had a lot of hard fights. And in training, she's one of my hardest training partners and really pushes me. So I'm looking forward to her next fight against Ariana Lipsky, And then uh, Raquel Pennington, I'm kind of looking at what they do with her because I know she's pretty uh, frustrated over the fact that she was in the top 10, I think, number five or something along those lines. And then she went out for a kind of unrightful suspension, however you want to call it. And then she was put back in, not even in the rankings. So she wasn't too happy about that. And now she's struggling to get fights. Uh, so there is that issue.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, they did kind of do her a little bit dirty um, <laughs> in, that, in that regard. Uh, she was... There was a suspension. Didn't she have like an injury on top of that as well? I think Yeah, she had an
1: injury and then she was sitting out to kind of get her hormones and stuff together, something along that sort. And ended up kind of getting, uh, yeah, (laughs) hurt in the process. of.
0: So we can't see it right now because the the camera, but those of you that are listening to it audio, um, or will be listening to it when you first popped on Trey and I commented, you had this really slick chair that you, that you were sitting on and you said you were working primarily out of the chair, eight hours a day. Um, those of the those of you who are uninitiated, um, you're probably I, I can at least speak from experience. You're probably the most educated person that we've ever had on our show. Um, certainly smarter than myself. Um, Trey went to Pepperdine and he claims to be super smart, so I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but you know, how are you? Are you like officially done with school now, or what do you got going on? Are you going for your doctorate? Oh, to be laser. Do we lose her all together?
2: I I want to ask her because when we talk about her actual degree, um, mm-hmm. maybe she, producer Jake will pop, him, pop her back in here. But um, her degree is in industrial psychology. psychology.
0: Yeah, industrial I need to psychology. understand
2: what that is. It's yeah. like, I think, oh, she's looking to connect. But if I were to guess what industrial psychology mm-hmm. is, Dale, now correct me if I'm wrong. I I would say that it has to do with understanding the feelings of some type of machinery.
0: I don't think that's it. Um, Mm. I I think it would be, I think it would be understanding the way I feel like, okay, I'm trying to think. See, this is where, this is where my, my wordsmithing fails dramatically. I think this uh, an industrial psychologist yeah. Would be somebody that you would bring in if you were trying to determine how to position yourself within a market to appeal to people to help boost your business.
2: In, in industrial, so like in the steel mills. No, like within, within
0: an industry.
2: Industrial industry.
0: She's going to come words. back, and we're going to we're going to figure it out.
1: <laughs> so Are you guys hear me now?
0: Um, there we you, hear go. you now, yeah. We- so sorry,
1: you guys did good on uh, rerouting. I don't know what happened. Basically, my electricity <laughs> glitched, and now go. I don't even know what's wrong with my video. So sorry, everybody's going to look at a blank screen. That's so, okay. So just put a good you- picture of me up there. Make me make me look flattering. Yeah, yeah.
0: come on, <laughs> Producer Jake. Um, no, so what we were... <laughs> what we were discussing is the merits of one how educated you are and two what on earth an industrial <laughs> psychologist does i in, heard the
1: in... guesses i heard some okay. of the guesses so i had you live on my phone while i was in the middle of trying to trying to get this back um so industrial psychology is not to do with machinery it has to do with <laughs> it has to do with employees Right. So it has to do with figuring out how the employees work within a business. So industrial psychology, think about you have a business, right? You have to get it to succeed. I'm the one that kind of goes in and sees how to make it succeed all the way from employee training and development to leadership development to figuring out like marketing and advertising and how to appeal to customers.
2: Wow, you're like the whole package then. You're the the shark that comes <laughs> into the business.
0: That's awesome.
1: Basically, I'm the one who uh, rules capitalism, you know, tries to make capitalism <laughs> oh for boy. everybody.
0: <laughs> we, we love capitalism here. So <laughs> yeah. with that being said, do you get to like, these are my favorite things. Do you get to charge <laughs> consultation fees, which basically I, you can just I create could. whatever you want and charge people? So, for it?
1: so I probably could. Right now, I work for Hershey, like the chocolate company. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually a statistician for them. So it's not entirely related to my degree, but I'm a statistician for their media marketing uh, science department and I'm contracted. So it's like, you know, I have to renew my contract with them every so often. But if I were to go into more the industrial side of things, I would typically work for a consulting company and charge whatever they require. And they like Mm -hmm. hire a team of consultants to come in for like these fortune 500 companies that need like, I don't know, 10, 15 of us to even function, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But for smaller companies or even private ones that don't want to pay a big consulting fee, they'll just hire private consultants, kind of like private investigators versus the police or something, right? And I guess I could charge whatever I wanted. Um, Right now, I'm finishing up my master's, so that isn't really a good option right now on top of my fight schedule and everything, where uh, with Hershey right now, I can kind of work my own schedule and I work part-time and it's been amazing um, both on sustainability end and on getting experience for my future.
0: Oh, my goodness, I'm so excited. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you know now. Trey and I are both big clipboard guys. Uh-huh. So, so if you start easier. your own independent thing and you want us to just come and stand, like with clipboards. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like we're writing stuff down while you do the work. Right. We can definitely wear suits and ties and, and, and carry clipboards. We're super good at that. That's really sure.
1: nice to know. I could probably get a whole team of people for that. That sounds like a great yeah. thing. The, the
0: clipboard guys here. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they could do it at the level that we could execute, Miranda, but okay. okay. Yeah. Right,
1: right. Okay. I'll keep your keep your names. I'll write it down. Future employee oh, yeah. potential. There we go. <laughs>
0: All right, so if you got, Trey, if you don't have anything, I want to get to some of these in the chat real quick. Logan yeah. says, how does Miranda like going to an inner city school?
1: Inner city? Inner city. That's, so like a gym. I'm curious if, oh, they're talking about Norfolk, like Old Dominion University. I don't I guess. Like, okay, it looks like maybe they're talking about that. So one, yeah. I don't live in Norfolk anymore. I live in Denver, Colorado, because I wanted to get out of there. Um, Come on, Logan. Norfolk wasn't what I would call inner city. Even Old Dominion University is out on the edge of what people want to call a city. um, And it's very different than other cities I've been around. It's not super heavily populated. More of the Virginia beach style is like more touristy and has a lot more like the upper class. Norfolk's just kind of a typical town, I guess you'd say, until you get right in the middle of the one mile square footage, you know.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong here, because I'm, I'm I'm trying to summon my East Coast college knowledge. Old Dominion, isn't that like the sister school for William and Mary?
1: Uh, pretty much. Yeah, they're very connected. I don't know if they actually are associated, but I think they do have like you can do William and Mary classes and they'll count for credits towards Old Dominion and stuff like that in the medical school.
0: Oh, see, check this out. Boom. Logan says he went to uh, Old Dominion for four years.
1: Oh, OK, there we go.
0: All right. Uh, another one from Brian in the chat. And he says, how do you feel about women getting so many OnlyFans pages? <laughs> I'm feeling feeling some of your earlier answers are going to go ahead and answer this one, but go for it. What yeah. You
1: yeah. I think, I think I've think i answered this one a lot. One, I'm okay. for. I don't have a problem with saying that because it's all over the internet. I guess anybody could find that out. It's common knowledge. Um, other than that, the OnlyFans, I mm-hmm. am personally meaning myself <laughs> deciding to do it very against it right I always have to make that clear I'm not the whole you're judging you know you're a Christian you're not allowed to judge and I'm like okay there's a difference between saying I think you should go to hell and saying that I don't agree with it I wouldn't do it because of my own moral values hmm. In my opinion it's wrong I I find me even taking pictures like that and letting someone else see it to be a form of cheating on my husband right i would never do that beyond like what he's okay with. Like these feet people out there, you know, he jokes, he's like, do it, get the money, you know, but I know what that stuff leads to. And those people are just creepy. Who knows what, you know, even the look of that is bad. So if I made an OnlyFans and sold pictures of trees on there, people are still going to see Miranda Maverick has an OnlyFans. Employees are going to see that. My future children are going to see that. I don't want that.
0: I understand. I'm glad it's- you brought up the feet thing though. Cause I, <laughs> let's talk about feet folk for a minute Um,
1: there's a lot of them out so what's crazy is you would think walking around every day you'd meet a couple of them right because there's so many of messages and stuff i get you would think you'd know a couple you would think you'd have somebody that would walk around just be like oh my goodness your feet they're beautiful or can i take a picture of your feet but that doesn't happen right i've never had anybody do that Right. I've had like somebody comment on toenail polish. That's about it. And it's usually a girl. Um, But I think it's and, you know, this could be wrong and maybe people call me whatever, but I'm not trying to be racist or geographist. I don't know what the word is for it. But these Middle Eastern guys on Instagram that hassle and harass us girls, okay, on Instagram, I think it's because it's such a lack of dominance in their own countries from women. And so they like seek that in these fighters and these American women that they like harass basically, or, you know, just buy their only fans nowadays, you don't even have to harass girls. But I would say 90% of the weird things I get are from them.
2: So does that did that make you scared when you went over to Abu Dhabi?
1: No, no, not at all. I think that's like a different world than what I'm talking about. And on top of that, mm-hmm. the amount of security they had at Abu Dhabi, like, it was crazy. It wasn't even, it was a whole different world. We were locked in a big bubble, basically, of UFC people. That was, a bit, that was about it. Uh, you, <laughs> you're ta- safe, you're yeah.
0: tailor-made for the show because at least once an episode, Trey and I have to say not to be racist or not to be <laughs> <laughs> Not to be yeah. geographically discriminatory, but right, uh, this is the, yeah. Uh, so real quick, I, I, we had we had Haley Cowan on the show, who you know, yes. and we asked her the question. You know, what's the weirdest DM you ever got? And her obviously was feet related. She said she had a man offer ten thousand dollars for her wrestling shoe, uh, wrestling shoes. So um, did not she to, to her?
1: Like she really should have.
0: She really should have. I think she said that she wanted to, but then chickened out. Was that not the answer, Trey?
2: yeah for sure it was the it was the transaction that she was most nervous about
0: yeah oh
1: okay i see
0: yeah okay. so i'll pose the same question to you as we pose to her what is the or one of the weirdest DMs you've
1: ever gotten? So, one of the weirdest DMs I've ever gotten was related to me basically beating the crap out of Guy. And let me tell you, he made it very professional. Like, it sounded like a lawyer sat down and wrote this out. It was like, <laughs> Dear Miranda Maverick, like for this much money, and it was like $5,000, I think. And then he also said he'd pay me per hour that I beat him, right? Would you come to, I think it was Afghanistan or one of those smaller Middle Eastern companies, and would you come over here? I'd fly you out, pay for your stay, all this, get you, you know, this nice room to yourself, just three hours this day and three hours this day. Would you come and beat me? Don't kill me. You can pass me out, you know, you can kick me in the balls, do all this. The harder you kick me, the more I'll like it. Like all this stuff, and gave me like bullet points of what I was and was not allowed to do. And then I messaged him back and I was like, you know what? Sure. Can I bring my dad? And he was like, yeah, sure. I'll pay for him too. I'll add another two grand or something like that. Something crazy. And I like showed my dad, sent it to him. And I was like, this is nuts. But I'm still saying no, because I'm going to get thrown into sex trafficking or something. I'm done. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
2: So I want to know what was on the list that you could not do. Yeah, Tell what's him. on the yeah, what's I on the can't do list?
1: Him, I couldn't use weapons. Um, <laughs> I think I was allowed to choke him and pass him out, but not more not holding it more than three seconds after he passed out.
2: That detailed.
1: Um, I was allowed to tie him to a chair with like tape, but not rope or chain. <laughs> it was, like, crazy it was a whole list like, I'm like and then at the end was like if you would consider my offer please contact me that was like wow this is very proper and very weird like,
2: and even weirder
0: is he's going to be the officiant at
2: the wedding
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness
0: oh my goodness so i i love how the, you're right the the, the detail that sounds like he probably sat down with somebody and was like we need to write this out yeah i probably
1: sent it to you know 150 different people Mm. that he thought would beat his ass and then i don't know i always wonder if someone actually agrees to these things because somehow these guys have to get it in their heads that it's okay right or that it'll work like i've never understood it's the same way i don't know like dick pics okay like has that worked in the past i don't has it just work? You just you just. Yeah. Brando, we're we're girl. doing the
2: interview in here, okay?
1: So. <laughs> okay.
0: It's never it's never worked for me. Every time I send <laughs> one to my wife, she's always like, "What are you doing?" So yeah, it's, it's never worked. So, uh, I I'll say this much: if a Middle Eastern guy calls or shoots us a DM and says, "I'll pay you ten grand to come put hands on me," Trey, we're on the next flight, right?
2: Oh, for sure, we're taking Spirit Airlines. We're getting right there.
1: <laughs> Yeah. What happens when you get ambushed by like 10 of them though? Like I don't know. I know. I know
2: yeah, it's gonna it's be a thing. Not,
1: but... Yeah, it's not well,
2: Dale has a bunch of guns. I I'm in San Diego, so those
0: are restricted <laughs> it's, it's over here. It's
1: pretty hard to get those overseas, from what I've heard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Um let's see. What uh gotcha. <laughs> he says in the chat i'm just gonna put this up just because it's funny but he said well you show us your feet when your camera starts working then, i'm a friend that likes feet
1: <laughs> oh my goodness
0: <laughs> it's worth putting up there all right yeah, yeah.
1: Let, let,
0: let's let's bring this back to something similar to like some sort of conversation i don't i don't know what we should do here um I'm no. I'm let's sorry.
2: bring it back to putting feet in people's asses miranda who's yeah. the like I know you've thrown out a bunch of names, but who's like the pinnacle? I know obviously title's pinnacle, but is there someone that, like, for instance, like the Macy Barber fight that's got irk you a lot? Would you ever run it? want to run that back? Is there someone in the division that just kind of like gets you going in the morning?
1: Yeah, actually. Like, I would love to. Oh, it's working, guys. so happy. Now to figure out. I don't know what's going on, though. Oh, it's my. So my laptop is connected to my computer. And it's actually the one with the camera working. I don't there know. Okay. You can kind of see me, right? Yeah,
0: we're getting there. We're so,
1: so Macy Barber fight is definitely one that someday I would love to run back. Just because I do feel like it was a wrong decision. I do feel like, you know, 10 out of 10 times I would beat her. Um, and now even more so, I would just... I don't know like fresher and sure. like yeah i would i would definitely dominate the performance beyond what i did last time yeah. okay but you know obviously everyone's goal is to get to the title shot so i would like to have that at one point there's a lot of fights coming up the chain that i think would be good fights for me uh, joanne calderwood i'd love to fight at some point in my career um, antonina was the first call that i wanted to have i don't know if that's going to happen um, I have a feeling she'll retire pretty soon. Excuse me, Caitlin Chukagian. Um, I'm not even sure if they've resigned her or uh, what's happening with that, but I know she's hinted at retirement a couple of times, so I wouldn't doubt if we don't see her resigned. So
0: We've been saying the same thing for her last three fights. We've been betting against her, saying that she keeps talking about wanting to have kids, she keeps talking about retiring, and then she goes out there and yells and jabs her way to a unanimous decision <laughs> over and over and over again. I mean, it's just, I don't know it's frustrating I mean she does it's almost like a Floyd mayweather approach she has this little weird formula that she can execute that some people just cannot figure out a way around and it keeps her hovering around title contention at all times while being I mean she's a, she's a professional fighter in a cage but she's not and she's not fun to watch if, if fun is a measurable component
1: to it uh, but i'm pretty sure you know her fight uh contract is over so i wouldn't doubt if we just don't see her re re-signed. that's my guess mm. you know we, we never know who knows but um that's probably my guess is she's kind of out gonna be a free agent now
0: got you i got you so i think we've hinted at it but we haven't asked outright wedding in october we're fighting this year when when do we like we talk about April, we talk about international fight week. When, do you, like when?
1: when do you time. If I can get a fight in the next four weeks, I'd probably take it. Um, I, I asked him for May 7th. I'd love to fight on that card. Mm-hmm. It might even be out of the country. I think it's in Brazil. Maybe I just knew it was the Gaethje fight. A couple of people that are on my team are going down there. It'd be a good card to be on. Um, you know, a couple of cards in April. I know Tisha Torres is on one of them. One of my coaches is going to that one too, so that'd be ideal. Um, but I've been told it'd probably be May before I get a fight, so I'm just waiting around asking mick when my next fight is you know letting my management handle that side of it and i'd like to get three fights in this year um if we keep waiting this long that might not happen um with the way they keep making girls wait that's another problem i have though is i'm told you know that we have to all wait in line and others have to have a chance but then i see people that fight and then two weeks later they have another fight booked so that bugs me a little bit
0: things that bug you let's let's talk about this for a second because there's a lot going on and and you've been generous with your time so you can yeah us- you're
1: fine you're fine okay. i'm just i apologize for the whole video thing earlier until no you're end. good yeah.
0: um let's let's talk about something because there, there's quite a there's quite a bit of disturbance in the force as far as the ufc is concerned right now one of which has been the the jake paul effect where he's Trying to shine light on what he believes is mistreatment or mismanagement by the UFC, uh, and in in particular fighter pay, which brings it to the Francis Ngannou Dana White beef on Francis not getting paid enough. Yep. Um, obviously, this is your employer, so I'm not asking you to say anything that you don't want to say, and you know you can do whatever you want here. I don't want you to have to walk on eggshells, but I mean this is a this is a weird time like it's a different kind of mental landscape going on. We don't really see the same thing with mixed martial artists as we do other professional athletes. Do you, do you think there's some validity to some of this? Do you think it's all?
1: I think there's validity. I think there's multiple reasons for it. Obviously it's an entertainment industry. Obviously Jake Paul is one of the next Conor McGregor's, as some people call him. And he's trying to get his own clout, trying to make fame throughout social media and it's worked in more ways than one. Uh, Went from calling out MMA fighters and wanting to fight them instead of boxers to now calling out the head of the MMA. And I think he's just trying to throw a rumble through the whole thing, you know, stir the pot, as some people say. Um, And for me, like, of course, I'd like the pay to be better compared to professional athletes. I don't think UFC fighters get paid what we should, especially for the danger that we put ourselves in and the amount of our lives that goes into it. You know, we have so many expenses that, come from our fight pay that people like don't understand. You know, I have people that are like, you know, you're a UFC fighter, why are you shopping at Walmart? Or why are you, you know, for even for like the wedding registry, you know, we bring that up. People are like, you're a UFC fighter, why are you asking people for gifts, money? And I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm not asking for it. Like if they wanna give it and their family members or people invited, great, give to it if they want to, instead of buying us something useless. But on top of that, like, it's a facade. Of what people think fighters get paid. I'm like, I pay out 25 to 30% to my coaches and management, plus another what, 25, 30% to taxes each year. Getting paid less than 50% of what I get paid per fight. And then I don't have a yearly salary. I only get paid when I fight. So if I get injured a little bit, you know, if I um, lose a fight, that cuts my pay in half. Like all this different stuff affects it. And people don't understand that. I mean, there's, promotions out there that do pay, like one champion has different salaried fighters and let them kind of negotiate a little different. But honestly, like the pay scale compared to other athletes sucks. And yeah, can you make money with it? Absolutely. That's why I'm doing it. I'm trying to make it big, as they say with the sport. And if I fight three to four times a year, I'll I'll make a good wage, right? I might be able to make that exact same wage with a good job using my degree, right? I even got offered a good job a couple weeks back that I turned down purely because of my age. And I feel like I have a bright future in MMA had I been 29 or something when that offer got handed to me. I think I would have quit MMA. Ooh,
2: wow, that was that was awesome. <laughs> have you that paid your taxes
1: yet so this year? Uh, <laughs> have you done taxes yet? I'm working on it uh, oh right my now. Gosh. Actually, I just got done downloading like a little Excel. I'm going to start putting my stuff into. And I will say for any fighters out there listening, get your own LLC, get yourself freaking pay yourself basically like get yourself to where you can put everything that you do on business expenses it pays off big time pro tip
0: we got a real LLC for the show
2: i'm sending my taxes to miranda (laughs) Miranda. she's doing them
1: there we go i wow
0: i just finished mine up and it was brutal this year it was absolutely
1: i've gotten so many like uh w2s and 1099s. i'm like every time i even have a sponsor i have to you know, pay whatever they paid me. I gotta pay for it, so I'm like, oh yay!
0: Let's see. Oh, look, we got an accountant in the chat.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> nice.
0: Let's go, Taylor.
1: <laughs> Let's go. We should ask All him right. if he'd be willing to do my taxes. I'd be, I'd be so happy. It looks like he's in Australia, so maybe, maybe not. <laughs>
0: All right, real quick before we let you go, obviously UFC 271 this weekend. Um, I don't know if you're big on predicting fights, but if you wouldn't mind giving us a, a quick little, who do you think's going to win? We'd be cool with that. You're right. You okay. Okay. Hopefully Can run through these real quick. Yeah, sure. Okay, awesome. All right, so uh, we'll do the we'll do Derek Brunson versus Jared Cannonier to start off.
1: I'm going to go with Cannonier.
0: Any particular reason why?
1: Not really. I've just met him before. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be totally honest with you yeah. guys. I don't uh, keep up with many fighters other than the girls. I know names, and I right. can probably guess weight classes. That's oh my gosh, it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. All I right. know you're a betting thing. Maybe I should have like researched more. Sometimes I do before, and I didn't have enough time today.
0: <laughs> no. Didn't. Okay, well, let's talk about this then, because you're talking about keeping up with the girls. This is perfect, because yeah. it's Roxanne Motifari's retirement mm-hmm. fight. That's right, She's taken on Casey O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey said she wants to give her a quick exit so she can get her retirement started early. But Roxanne, just a legend of the game who we've made money off of several times because
1: I, I, she's I don't phenomenal. know. She always yeah. ekes it out. <laughs> she, and when I say always, obviously she's lost, but at the same time, Roxy's very impressive. She's such a fun fighter to watch and no matter what, she's the probably the most durable fighter. I think you can say that about her as a woman fighter. Like she gets hit, everything gets thrown at her, and sometimes she just surprises everybody, you know. Yep. And uh, I actually am rooting for Roxy. I want her to go out with her head held high. I, I like Roxy a lot. She's been in the game and had more fights than any female fighter i can think of you know it's crazy like i remember i think her first fight was in we just got done talking about this in training today actually i think her first fight was in 2003 i would have been five years old right and i'm like i remember when i first watched mma and first watched ufc and watching her and like seeing her even in uh before ufc and being like wow that's really cool she's doing a great job and now here i am competing almost against her, you know, like it's pretty neat to see. Wow. And then Casey O'Neill, she's another one of those young prospects coming up um, in the same wave of me, Aaron, her, you know, Jillian, Macy, um, and people have really high hopes set on her. Um, she's really gotten to move up the ladder fast. Um, it's kind of a scary rise that Macy had at first, you know, yeah. and um, my advice would be to slow down and take some people, you know, get yourself paid more before you fight these higher girls. That's been my argument. Um, i renegotiated when i fought macy because i was already number 13 and had only had one two fights i guess in the ufc and i was like "Uh, i'm not going to be the lowest paid of all the top 15ers out of the whole ufc like that's ridiculous and uh i think as far as career goes she needs to be careful of that but casey has a lot of momentum coming in here you know she's an explosive fighter and then her youth is obviously on her side and her hunger for getting in the UFC and being able to put a stop to Roxanne. Um, but I just have a feeling that Roxanne's going to be able to uh, to win this one.
0: I love that you just said the word rene- that you re- you renegotiated. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, Smart. I, maybe this is, is that is that anomalous where you were able to renegotiate? Because I feel like. Guys like to bring it back to the Francis thing. Francis says I shouldn't be getting paid 600 K as the heavyweight champ. Is it anomalous that you renegotiated or is that bad management or what? I mean, is it a combination of the two? I mean, cause I think
1: it's everything. Um, I was able to do it one, you know, I just came off of two big wins that, uh, you know, I wasn't supposed to win against Jillian. I think I was actually the favorite, but like the UFC didn't really expect me to win. I feel like they put me against this girl because grappling was supposed to be my strong suit. Um, I had just got done coming off the big win of Liana Jojua that got me in the new up and comers list for 2020 and, uh, DC, John, we mm-hmm. were all rooting for that one. And so I got that fight against Jillian. Then I got ranked and then Macy was the next fight. And that of course was the big prospect fight everybody was waiting for. Um, and that's why I was whining the whole time leading up to the fight. I think they should have waited until we both got paid another hundred K on top of what we were getting and i know that she got is getting paid at least double what i was at that time um mm-hmm. even after i renegotiated so oh, before well. i renegotiated you know my argument was even if i win this fight i'll be getting half of paid what she is mm-hmm. you know i'm not i'm not going to do it like i want more pay if i'm going to be fighting in the top 15 i feel like i've put out performances that show that i deserve to be there and i deserve to be paid like i am there and um, my management is good he's really good at negotiations and you know, speaking from a business perspective, not just a, the fighter wants to be paid perspective. And um, it at least got me a good renegotiation. And I'm hoping so this time too. I'm hoping the UFC doesn't uh, take the Macy Barber fight against me. Um, the Aaron one was a clear loss, you know, but I plan on coming back and getting another win this time. And typically renegotiations happen at the third out of four fights.
0: I love it. I love it. All right. So main event this, or main event this weekend, Israel Adesanya, Robert Whitaker, the rematch.
1: He'll really win again. Um, I think Whitaker's really good. He comes forward. He's strong. He's got a lot of skills, but Adesanya just is so good at movement, so good at picking his opponents apart and being that fast twitch, you know, going in there and throwing his punches, moving, throwing his punches, moving, and watching what's next to come. He learns from his opponents real well as he goes through the rounds. You know, he'll strike and he'll see a little hole in their game and then he'll pick it apart the next round. And sometimes, in my opinion, they can be boring to watch. Like sometimes he just kind of dances around, hits him a couple times, plays it safe. Um, what wasn't it? The Paula Costa fight, maybe. Am I thinking of the right one? The Costa
0: fight was pretty annoying because Costa wasn't throwing, he was just walking him down and talking. But the Yoel Romero fight that's was the was. one where they didn't punch
1: each other. At all. Right. That's the one that it was. And I, I know it was like a mutual respect thing, and like Adesanya didn't want to move forward and end up getting clipped, but man, that's boring, right? You gotta figure out where you can get your shots in and move forward yourself or time things. Um, But we'll see. I think Robert Whitaker has a chance if he can throw his heavy hands and, and get Adesanya robbed. But I think it's a clear favorite for Adesanya. All
0: right. Last question from the chat before we cut you loose. Mm -hmm. What's up with that gamer chair? What games are you playing?
1: I actually do not play any video games. One, I don't have time to. Two, um, you can ask anyone who knows me. I'm really bad at them. Um, I never played video games or any technology really when I was a kid. I was outside 24-7 working on the farm. So now I'm very uncoordinated when it comes to the little gamer stuff. But I got a gamer chair just because it was supposed to be really comfy. And I sit at my computer and work constantly with uh, school and my statistics job.
0: All right, well, that that wraps you training anything I'm
1: else, a pink, you know? I gotta match yeah.
2: it all up. I just gotta step it up, dude. She's crushing it in life outside yeah. the cage, inside the cage. She's funny, cool, smart. Dale, just kick me off the podcast, dude. Just, <laughs> Miranda I'll
0: Tuesday,
1: take the spot if you know. If, Listen, <laughs> I've been looking
0: for a reason anyway. So, next Tuesday, actually, the time works better if you join anyway, Miranda. So, Trey, it's been fun, go. man. Yeah. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Uh, <laughs> So thank you so much for coming on. Um, obviously we your we fans before we're bigger fans now give you the same, we, and we don't say this to everybody. I'm just, I'm going to tell you right now, we don't say this to everybody. There's only I a handful.
1: I appreciate that. Whenever
0: you want to come on the chair is yours.
1: All right. Awesome. Every Tuesday sounds like Trey, you're off. But thank you everybody for watching one. Sorry for the video. Again, I have technology issues. I'm still trying to figure out my own little computer setup here um also i have my website it's on there i have different gear and stuff like that um you can get for kids you can get for yourselves fan memorabilia and i'm trying to make like regular memorabilia too that's just different designs um i'm doing like a collection with hka usa where i'm trying to design the boxing gloves and have the different prints and maybe get a percentage or something like that we're not sure because i do art on the side as well so i'm um, trying to see if that works
0: come on what else what's <laughs> <laughs> <me> <laughs> When's the book come out? When are you writing God, the book? So I, literally,
1: so I literally am trying to write a book. After I finish my master's thesis, I plan on writing. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my life story is uh, one that I think a lot of people would have fun listening to. And I always said that I would start off my biography with my father's, right? Because a lot of his childhood stems off of how I've grown up and raised and how he raised me and who I've become to be. So Um, I've got so many stories I could sit here for probably 10 hours and talk to you guys and have fun. But um, yeah, I plan on writing a book one day, fictional and and an autobiography that's based on my dad. So there's that. Uh, let's see. I was also going to say if we have people on here that are gym owners or even people that go to the gym and would like to talk to the gym owners, I'm free for seminars. I try to do those as much as I can. And people always say, wow, the UFC must not be paying well. And that's what they love commenting on my stuff. But, um, I actually really enjoy doing them. I love teaching the kids, the women, the guys too. Of course, this last seminar I had actually had more guys in it than I've ever had at a seminar, which is uh, rare and a lot of pro fighters too. And I had, a lot of fun. Um, Love going and just teaching what's been shared to me, especially from the self-defense perspective. I feel like every kid and woman at least should know how to defend themselves against the average person.
0: Oh man, I'll tell you what, (laughs) Trey and I are both girl dads. And if if our girls grow up to say half of the nice things you just said about your dad, I'll I'll count it as a win, man. Uh, Uh, That's, that was... We're, we're, listen, we're not getting. There's no crying on this podcast. We're not, allowed, we're not allowed to talk about this kind of stuff. Okay? We're yeah. supposed to talk about drinking beer and bets and. Yeah, there you being, go. well, if you follow stuff. me,
1: you'll hear all kinds of stuff about my dad. You should go check out um, uh, the video that was done about the farm life and me growing up on it. Um, oh wow, he's gonna hate me. I just forgot his name. Um, he does all the different MMA podcasts. Or I mean MMA videos. But- oh, the
0: Kid Cannon, or is it the what? What's no. his name? Is I'm it- trying to
1: remember. He's gonna hate me. He's That's okay.
0: Shoot us, a, shoot it to us.
1: All right, I will. I will. You'll have, to, you'll have to check it out. I'll send you the link on my, on the.
0: Shoot us the link. We'll add it to the show description. There we
1: go. Perfect.
0: <laughs> okay. Awesome. And then we'll get we'll get up with you too because we just launched our new merch shirt. We want to send one your way as well. All right.
1: That'd be awesome. Thank you.
0: Cool. All right. Well, until next time, be well. Take care of yourself. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I
2: appreciate it. See Thanks, Dale, we, we really gotta start like getting Being people. Better. On the we gotta podcast. be better
0: people here because we're we're falling behind.
2: No, it's just why is everyone so well spoken and just gracious and cool and smart? And then I just look like Dale, like what are we doing?
0: I don't know, dude. I, <laughs> I feel at times like we're doing okay. And then other times it's just like I don't I don't like this at all. Like I know start- and
2: like producer jake is smoking bowls in the background he like, literally, yeah
0: so that's the other thing you guys could not see is that Pro- producer jake like so in the background right you can yeah. see like who's in the lobby behind him. like I, 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 I don't know there's there's a small like grayed out camera so like when somebody comes into the broadcast they sit in like in a queue and you can see them miranda's talking and producer jake literally has a bowl and he's like yeah Bow. yeah well
2: while, while taking a dick pic it was insane yeah I was just like, come on, Jake. It's we're only we only do this for an hour and a half
0: Miranda's like my fiance and I wanted to get married before we lived together because we're Christians and Jake's just like <laughs> in the back. I mean it's, <laughs> producer it's Jake. Just, I wouldn't have you any other way to be honest with you, man. I love you for it. It just it's it was
2: legend of his craft.
0: I wish I could have just recorded my screen so people could see it. All right, Trey. You told Miranda 20 minutes. We went 48. We've got to go fast here. Okay.
2: All right. All right. I I would say all right, but you did not send me your picks again. So I don't know where we sit. It could get really heated. I
0: don't know. Yeah. And I do want to, I do want to preface it with this. If those of you that were listening to the interview had a reverb and just fast forwarded to the end of it. um, We, I think we sort of figured that out halfway through. Remember she said she was watching us on her phone while doing the interview and i think that the sound was being picked up on her microphone yeah i think is what was going on there because i i literally don't mess with anything in between shows so i don't know why it would have been me but i think the two mics were picking each other up so hopefully it wasn't too bad okay you want me to hurry up sorry jeez oh man
2: ufc 271 let's get that velvet corduroy vocals dude let's go
0: all right, man, first fight in the main card. Bobby Green taking on Nazareth, Hack Perass, Hack Perass at 13 and 4. Bobby Green, 28, 12 and 1. Minus 150 for Bobby Green, plus 125 for Nazareth, Hack Perass. Uh Both of these dudes, oh, even wow, better odds. Minus 139, says Producer Jake, plus 119 for Nazareth. Okay, even better odds. Um, both of these dudes need a win, if I'm being honest with you. I, I know that um, Nazareth obviously has been looking to right the ship, but... Uh, he, this isn't the one to do it. I don't. I don't think. I mean, coming off the loss to Dan Hooker and um, what was was a fairly competitive affair, uh, Bobby Green goes out, sends Ally Aquinta into retirement, which we thought was going to happen. Uh, but I think that this is a fight, admittedly, that Bobby Green can't afford to lose. Bobby Green needs to put together some wins, get top fifteen, get top ten, and and do something. I, I feel like he's in a bit of a career resurgence the last two, three years. And he needs to ride that momentum and he can't surrender it to a guy like Nazrat Haqparast, who no matter how much he alternates wins and losses, people still view him as a highly capable prospect.
2: <laughs> I feel like the only reason they, they view him as a highly capable prospect is because he looks like Kelvin Gastelum. Mm-hmm. I've said this from day one.
0: Everybody, If does, I so.
2: look like Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm probably going to get casted in the next you know Wolf of Wall Street you know, because I play a certain part. It's the same thing with Nazareth, dude. He's getting that extra push because he looks like someone he's not. I don't think he's that good. I think that momentum is everything. I think that what you said about Bobby Green, this could be the resurgence. Absolutely. But I'm a little bit worried that the momentum's a hint fictitious. And I say that because he's coming off a realtor that he KO'd that straight up said in post-fight interviews, Rage and Al said, I just quit. I quit. So, Yes, he beats him in a devastating fashion. That's not really his speed, though. His speed is, looks like wrestle. It's like, you know, elongate this fight, get a decision. If you're going to play Bobby Green, I'd always play Bobby Green by decision. But I do think momentum coming off the now knockout, even though it was quitting realtor, whatever. I, I'm going to go Bobby Green here. I, I just have not seen anything from Nazrat that warrants him to be like in the same sphere, given the momentum Bobby Green's coming off.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing that we have to worry about is the variable of will Nazrat wrestle. And he has it within him. I mean, he obviously loves his hands, but uh, he has the he has the wrestling capability within him. And Bobby Green, you know, as a guy that loves to stand, uh, very good, very good sprawl, very good takedown defense, um, very good clinch work. Knows his knows his position within the cage. Uh, he's just a savvy veteran. And yeah. I, I don't think that the UFC is doing Nasrat any favors by continuing to give him grizzled veteran after grizzled veteran. Uh, Bobby Green's actually one of my more favorite spots on this card. Ooh. So Kyler Good Phillips bad. taking on Marcelo Rojo. Rojo at 16 and eight. Kyler Phillips at nine and two. Minus 400 for <laughs> Kyler Phillips against Marcelo Rojo. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, Trey. Minus 425, even says Jake um plus 325 Marcelo Rojo that is too wide of a line it's too wide of a line
2: because you're on Phillips
0: i I'm not on him at -425 i think you're i think you are crazy to play him at -425 i think you're absolutely crazy to play him at that because if you put him in a parlay it's on, he's he's at that range where he's almost too wide to be a viable leg. And Rojo is just the right amount of durable, just the right amount of dangerous. And Kyler Phillips, for as creative as he is, for as fun and flashy as he is, he's just the right amount of reckless that he could end up either gassing out or getting caught. And I just just don't love that 425 line. I just don't love it. I don't, know how, I don't know how to do anything with it.
2: Well, with Kyler Phillips, I mean, and the, we were on, or at least I was. I remember if you were. I was on the Julian Piva train when he fought Kyler Phillips. And mm-hmm. while a lot of people thought that was kind of a gnarly fight because that first round was a big issue. A lot of people thought, well, Kyler Phillips got a 10-8 in that round. It should have been a draw. Uh, but what we saw is a typical Kyler Phillips-style fighter, someone that is absolute flash and psychopath in round one. But then as the time gets longer, he starts to fade a little bit. Marcelo Rojo, the, the reason he's not getting any love whatsoever is to, the guy hasn't been around. And I mean, I, f- I feel like he's had like three or four canceled fights. We haven't seen him in forever. He's someone that's going to chip away from chip away at the body and be there. But no, is he flashy? Is the rust there? Yes. Like we just haven't seen him. Um I don't know. I, he's definitely a parlay piece, but that's going to hurt your parlay more. It's going to help it. Right.
0: It's not going to hurt it. It's just, it's, it to me, it's a high risk leg. I mean, he, his losses, if you're Rojo, we'll go with most recent losses. Um, since 2017, he's only had three losses, but they were to, uh, two of which were to John Castaneda, who we should have, don't even get me started on the Miles John Castaneda thing, no. and Charles Jourdain. Those were his two losses um, oh. since 2018. Those are the only two fighters he's lost to in the last three years. Now it's been a year since we saw him fight. That's fair. Um, to your point, the Kyler and Piva fight—that was—I mean, that that fight could have draw. Uh, it it could have been. I mean, I, I also thought Kyler versus Song Yedong was was close. Like the guy, if he doesn't, if it's if it's not flash getting you out of there. He's putting himself in a position to lose a fight, or at least get the judges involved. And I don't know, man. I know, you know that what I was, the play is here, dude. What's the play?
2: Under two and a half.
0: Under two and a half.
2: <sighs> I love it. I love Why? it. It's juicy, Why? Why It's like that? a burger. Yeah.
0: Okay. Why do I like
2: that? Flash.
0: Oh man, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I mean, if you're looking at if you're looking at Rojo, I guess fourteen of his.
2: You know what Rojo stands for in Fort- Spanish?
0: Mm, is it red?
2: Yeah, because his face is gonna be covered in red, dude. I'm I don't like that
0: you. at all. I don't like, it.
2: it's, I don't it's like a, that. It's it's a you call that a premonition or forecasting or?
0: No, premonition was a good word. That's 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 a that's a five dollar word. <sighs> I'm not
2: an industrial psychologist, sir. You're so. not,
0: no, you're not. A, you are not a psychologist of industry. All right. <laughs> um, Rojo's got 14 finishes out of 16 professional fights. Just throwing it out there. All right, hasn't fought since when? Uh, March of last year. Jared Cannonier taking on Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson at twenty three and seven. Jared Cannonier at fourteen and five. Despite Derek Brunson's uh, career resurgence here and potentially being one fight away from a title shot, uh, he (laughs) is the underdog here against Cannonier. Coming in at a plus one forty five to Jared Cannonier's minus one seventy. Over under on rounds is at two and a half. Um, I feel like the over is the play here.
2: Hmm. Wow. It's it's always hard to pick an over with a guy that is so jacked like Jared. Remember, dude, this is a heavyweight down to middleweight here who's just yeah. like the statue of David yoked. Um, yeah,
0: he is, but is he doing anything with it?
2: <laughs> just looking good.
0: I mean, I'm just saying, is he doing anything with it besides showing up the weigh-ins, looking like a piece of onyx? Is he doing <laughs> anything with it?
2: Dude, I don't know. He's strong. He's got he's got pop in those fists. His ground game is a little. Eh. I mean, look at the Hermanson fight. Look at the even the Kelvin Gastelum fight. Hmm. He's he's there.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he knocked out David Branch. He broke Anderson Silva's knee with a kick. He sent Jack Hermanson into the nether. I I mean, I can I understand what you're saying. I just as of late. I'm just not sure if the killer gorilla is feeling very killer.
1: Mm, mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Although he did have Bobby Knuckles kind of rattled when they fought. I think he, didn't he rock Bobby in the second round?
2: Yeah, but I just, I don't understand what anyone can see in Derek Brunson outside of a new haircut. You know what I mean?
0: Um, Dude, he's back to the, he's listen, he's more controlled. He's not leading with his chin and he's, he's mixing in takedowns with the striking. He, and he's got all the momentum. Do I think he's still the, the the gatekeeper of the middleweight division? I a hundred percent do. But momentum is a son of a bitch.
2: I just I know, but I just feel I understand that. And we just utilize that analogy as it relates to Bobby Green, but Derek Brunson, he I don't think he's coming off any quality wins, dude. I think in his most recent fight, sure, he fought Darren Till, which Darren Till had that Zoolander moment of like, uh. Who, who am I, Pop? Like, he didn't even know who he was in that fight. And mm. before that, he had... Kevin Holland. Had Kevin Holland, who... What did but, he do? He just went and exploited the biggest vulnerability in his... Or the kink in the armor, which is the ground game. That's so, not his
0: fault, though. Kevin Holland's on the curse list.
2: That's true. Okay, so he is cursed. And then before that, Edmund Shabazzian, dude. The Shabazz. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't sure. know how to do anything on the Very ground. Important. Oh, boy. Golden Boy's a stand, standing affair, dude.
0: Oh, boy. But then he beat your boy Ian Hyanish and Elias Theodoro. You love both of those guys.
2: Those guys are always parlay pieces.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. We continually bet against Derek Brunson, and it has it has proved unprofitable. <laughs> we have not made money betting against Eric Brunson.
2: Is his hair blonde or black right now?
0: I I don't know. We'll have to see it weigh ins
2: blonde brunson scary dude i'm all taking right. blonde brunson
0: all right so blonde brunson if it's blonde brunson we'll take him mythical blonde brunson
2: yeah yeah okay
0: fair enough so the hair decides it it is decided i think over two and a half to play but that's just me personally we'll, we'll see on saturday <laughs> we'll see on saturday all right man Derek lewis taking on taito ivasa taito ivasa 14 and 3 Derek lewis at 26 and 8 minus 195 for Derek lewis Plus one sixty five for Tai Tuivasa. I'm gonna. I want to talk about this. I I want to talk about this for a split second. Hot take. Hot take time. Derek Lewis is a hall of famer. (laughs) Derek Lewis is a hall of famer. He is. He is. Derek Lewis is a hall of famer, and this is a dumb fight for Tai Tuivasa to take. It is a
2: very dumb fight for Tai Tuivasa to take, but. I just I need you to justify this Hall of Famer piece because real
0: quick. Derek Lewis won most knockouts ever, ever, promotional history. Um, if this were baseball and you hit the most home runs ever, would you be would you be in the hall of fame? I don't know. If you,
2: ask uh, ask Barry Bonds.
0: Well, Barry Bonds did steroids. So Derek Lewis being a clean athlete, um <laughs> clean home run hitters, are they in the hall of fame? Yes. Okay. Derrick Lewis, most knockouts in promotion history. Should that alone be enough to get him in there?
1: Hmm.
2: Probably so. Yeah.
0: Probably so. Okay. But let, let, let's talk about who he's fought in the last, I don't know, dude. Let's just go back until you get tired of hearing me talk. Okay. You ready okay. for this? Yeah. All right. So lost to Cyril Gone in a title fight. So a loss to an interim champ. All right. Curtis Blades for number one contender. Alexio Linick, who has 75 professional fights, multiple world champion in other organizations. Um, wins over Alir Latifi, even Ivanov, both uh, top 15 at the time, win or losses to Junior Dos Santos, Daniel Cormier, and Mark Hunt. <laughs> Listen, the only people that have lost or that he has lost to have been champions or interim champions yeah. outside of Sean Jordan and Matt Mitrione. Everybody else that he beats has either been a – is was a former champ, Former number one contender or former champ in another division or another promotion, and he has the most knockouts of all time. How is that? You know not, that how, how is that not a? That how is that not a hall of famer?
2: No, it's hall of famer. It's hall of famer. It's just. Oh man! I'm not gonna get into it. Never mind.
1: No, get um, get no, I'm her. not. I'm
2: not going. Get in, into no, not, not tonight. Uh, not tonight. Um, I will say this. I've always said the blueprint is out there to beat Derek Luce, which is just to get it to the ground. But time and time again, he shows that no one can do it. Kyle Dawkus wasn't able to do it. Freaking um uh dude, what's the guy's name? What's the guy's name? Um Curtis Blades, who his entire game plan is based on getting you to the ground, could not get him down. Like the, the blue belt, the, what he calls himself, the greatest blue belt in, in Texas or whatever is our Hall of Famer in Texas. Mm-hmm. No one can get him down. So I'm never going to fade him in thinking that someone can put, pose a wrestling threat or a ground game or jiu-jitsu. It doesn't matter. This is a huge step up in competition for Tai Tuovasa. I know Tai Tuovasa has got the marketing push right now with the Nelk boys and fucking you know and, doing the shoeies and stuff. But, dude, stay in your lane, man. What is an Elk boy? boy?
0: What is a Elk boy? What is a Nelk boy? Your, You're your hip to the to the to the to the kids what what is a nelk boy why do i care about this why does the ufc care about this and think that i should care about this what is a nelk
2: it's it's broader broadening uh you know the people that eyes on the sport dude they're like the biggest youtube pranksters or something like that i I literally
0: watch youtube like in the background all day while i'm at work and i have no idea who these people are never have come on my suggested videos once
2: Well, it's like three guys, and one of them is named Steve. And Steve got famous for literally grabbing a handle, much like this one right here. Gentleman's Jack, by the way, is not open. I'm two days sober. What's up? Um, Yeah, thanks, dude. Um, This is actually a non-alcoholic beer. Um,
0: It's just, it's not beer. So just, if it's not alcoholic beer, it's just, it's not beer.
2: It's got 0.5%.
0: So it's just, it's not beer.
2: I've had like 80 of them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so Steve would literally just open this up and chug the whole thing. That was how he got famous, and he did that on every Instagram post. And he literally
0: was stationed and served with people that would do that multiple times a night, and they are not famous.
2: And were they like forced themselves to puke after that, or they would actually just own it?
0: Some people just owned it. I, I, I well, let's see if he's in the chat still. Uh, there's a guy in the chat that I was in with who saw me uh, destroy pretty much three quarters of a handle um, right off the rip. Cause I was like, I need to play catch up. Cause I was completely <laughs> stone cold sober and everybody else was hammering. I was like, I'm going to play catch up and literally took three quarters of a handle to the dome of uh captain Morgan spiced. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. of rumplements all right this is a bad fight for Ty Tuivasa let's not yeah. get off topic here this is a bad fight for Ty Tuivasa one because Greg Hardy was able to rock Ty and Derek Lewis if he hits him with the same shot that Greg Hardy hit Ty goes to sleep so, the yeah. only saving grace here I think for Ty Tuivasa is that Derek Lewis does not like being hit um Derek Lewis is not a big fan of taking punishment in any way shape or form and if you can hurt him you can get him to quit I like Derek Lewis a lot, but he's got quit in him when it comes to if he's getting if he if he feels something that he doesn't like, he'll go ahead and say, I live to fight another day and he'll he'll check it out. It's my only knock against the guy, really, is that I feel like he's got a little bit of quit in him. I don't say he doesn't have heart, but I feel like and it's also heavyweights, too. So I realize what I'm saying is a very asshole thing to say. But like in the Cyril gone fight, you could see he was like, this isn't going to go my way. And once he started getting hurt, he was like, Mah. his whole body language changed. Same thing with the, the Daniel Cormier fight. Same thing with the Junior Dos Santos fight. It, it was all just like, this isn't going my way. And he just kind of was like, I, I'm good here. I'm good.
2: Under one and a half is a parlay piece, dude. I
0: don't know if under one and a half is, but I think Derek, I, oh, damn it.
2: Ty, Ty loves, to, loves a good firefight.
0: Yeah, he under will, one. He and gets a half.
2: clipped. He'll the kitchen sink goes out the window.
0: Let's rock it. All right, under one and a half. All right, main event of the evening: Israel Adesanya at twenty-one and one. Robert Whitaker at twenty-four and five. Bigger favorite this time than he was the first time he fought. Justified? Not. I want your opinion. Minus two sixty Adesanya. Plus two twenty Robert Whitaker. Over under rounds at four and a half. One. I feel like you play the under. Um, I feel like I feel like if you're on. I feel, I feel like the under is the play here you're giving me 22 and a half minutes in a fight where the last one got finished in the what second round
2: that's that's i think you can get <clears throat> under four and a half right now like plus 125 ish yeah. so that's a smart i like that um w- rob remind me dude because i don't i don't have the encyclopedia like you do but rob came into the first fight though he came in very emotional like something he was, was fired up
0: he wanted to hurt him he wanted to hurt him he was trying to he was doing the Ronda Rousey Holly Holm thing where he was fabricating Izzy being a piece of shit so he could hurt him and he was yeah he, he admittedly said he just he wanted it too bad.
2: But then also didn't he like take a break before that and he had like mm-hmm. little like family issues going on yep. and
0: yeah he had, he had extended layoff uh and I, I think honestly well you're you're married and you have kids right Whitaker's married he's got a gaggle of kids um fight camp fight camp injury injury knee surgery fight camp if you're doing that at what point does your old lady say hey you're gonna pause for a little bit I need you here at the house I need you right yeah so yeah that makes sense take a yeah. year off I get that I, I okay. mean I I feel like anybody that's been in any relationship that has anything like that, you're going to experience that at some point where you're going to go, uh, uh, uh. You're working too much. You're gone too much. You're, you're. There's too much other stuff going on. So I try. To, listen, I try to keep this thing succinct and on time because, like nights like tonight, my wife got called off work. She's downstairs watching TV. She was like, uh, "Tell Trey to not talk a lot tonight, so you can come back down here." <laughs> okay. Well, I'm either going to take
2: Izzy by decision, as crazy as that is, at plus one fifty, or I'm going to take whitaker under dude i honestly think i'm taking whitaker money line that's my that's my play dude i think that he's a much more well-rounded fighter Mm. he's better wrestling better ground game he's got better kicks adesanya is just a sniper dude with those fists and i think that whitaker is gonna wise up to that maybe shoot level change a little bit i don't know but i think he presents the whole package versus adesanya is an absolute freak in one facet
0: I feel like Robert Whittaker is the most unsuspecting sneaky middleweight like one of one of one of the most I'm trying to think of the right way to say this
2: cheeky bastard
0: no like when you unassuming one of the most unassuming mm-hmm. middleweight greats that like as the sport progresses a hundred years, if we could go time machine go hundred years in the future and not knowing how people are gonna go, you will have a camp of people that will be diehard Robert Whittaker stands that will say he could have done this, that, and the other short of walking on water. Um almost like almost like you see like with like a sugar ray or something like that. Like just one of those guys where you're just like an all-time, an all-time great. That maybe wasn't supposed. No, Sugar Ray. People kind of always said Tommy Hearns is a better boxing analogy here, where it was like one of these guys where you're champ. Nobody expected you to be a champ. You beat good people. You're a Hall of Famer, and there was at a certain point in time where you could do no wrong. But there was eventually big dogs came and just took it from you. Marvin Hagler's came and took it. Sugar Ray Leonard's came and took it. Roberto Duran's came and took it from you. There's just a certain point where you just didn't have it anymore. And if you look at the Robert Whitaker, that started his career as a welder weight beating the likes of guys like Brad Scott and Colton Smith and Rafael Natal. Right. And then all of a sudden he just steps up and explodes into the Jacare's Yoel's Izzy's Darren Till's cannon Kelvin Gaslim's of the world. I mean, he just goes right into a shark tank, just right into it. And nine times out of 10 comes out on top, which is crazy. Which is crazy. And I don't know if it'll be that way for much longer. And I don't know how much I, I feel like when I look at these two guys, I feel like Izzy's going to be in the stor- sport a lot longer than Robert Whitaker is going to be in the sport. I, I feel like Robert Whitaker takes an L here. We might only see him a handful of times.
2: Whoa. Okay. So, so our whole text conversation meant nothing to you. Right? No,
0: I said if he takes an L here. Uh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm building the stakes. I'm saying if he takes an L. Robert Whitaker at plus 220, I can't pass that up. I have to take it. <laughs> I have to take it.
2: Bobby Knuckles. Lock it He's in. He's
0: too good. Bobby Knuckles at plus 220. I, I know he got knocked out last time, but I'm looking at value. I'm looking at value. That's all. Yeah. yeah. I, that's the only thing I'm looking at here. Agreed. Um, yeah. So, all right. We're going to run through the prelims super quick. I know you guys were like, oh, gosh, it's such a good card. Please stay longer. But we get, I mean... Jeremiah Wells. Um, Jeremiah Wells is taking on dude. I, I cannot. Isn't it doesn't he go by Blood Diamond?
2: Dale, I don't even know who that guy is.
0: I feel like Jeremiah Wells is fighting a guy who, like, he, he has a real name, but people call him Blood Diamond, almost like people call, like, Korean Zombie, Korean Zombie. Yeah. And I feel like if I were to just start calling this guy Blood Diamond. Yeah. People would be upset by that. Like, if if I just. Yeah. It'd be a
2: little (laughs) racist.
0: Right. Like, to to use Marina, not to be racist, but if I just started calling this African fighter Blood Diamond. No. people would be upset by that but he calls yeah. himself blood diamond so we'll we'll, we'll go ahead and and, and rock well, it like that. well
2: would you say that you're using it in context though
0: well i am here yeah um <laughs> so jeremiah wells nine two and one taking on blood diamond uh <laughs> minus 230 for jeremiah wells uh plus 190 for blood diamond i i dude what do you what do you want to do here
2: blood diamonds a uh a city kickboxing guy yeah
0: yeah he is yeah okay so that's why yeah domino effect you want to just go ahead and domino effect it
2: I, I don't know dude this jeremiah jeremiah wells, i don't know anything about blood diamond i do know that jeremy wells is taking this fight on short notice, which is a little bit scary but he's really strong dude black belt jiu-jitsu um is blood diamond you know get on the ground you know i have no, he's no idea he's got three down there three digging professional <laughs> fights i don't know
0: let's take let's take jeremy let's take, you got me calling him jeremy now jeremiah let's, go, let's let's go jeremiah wells
2: all right that's fair
0: cool because if, if we're planning on going anti-city kickboxing this whole card, this is we have to start with this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you to start early. All right, Douglas Silva de twenty-seven and four, taking on Sergey Morozov, um, or Morozov, seventeen and four, minus two twenty favorite for Sergey, taking on Douglas at a plus one eighty. Caucus Mountain Warrior, Caucus Mountain Warrior is Sergey. Yeah. But he's going against Douglas Silva DeAndroge. Wealth of experience and an absolute finisher. Like just a – he's a murderer. I don't care what you say. He's got a terrible haircut. He looks like he's juiced to the gills, and he's a murderer. Yeah, He's a murderer.
2: Yeah, he's, he's an inflated balloon animal for sure. Uh, but he's only an animal standing on his feet, dude. And he's got questionable takedown defense. And what we got in the Cox Mountain Warrior, dude, is the atypical Cox Mountain Warrior. Someone who will rush and hold you down grapple you to death not let you breathe take you to deep waters and put you out so perfect i think we go with cox mountain warrior
0: gotcha i like i like just real quick i'm going to circle back here uh tim says blood diamond will starch this guy talking about jeremiah well so uh tim is an aussie so we we may need to take his his word for it there uh and then brian Mm -hmm. says blood diamond isn't racist perfect all right cool because when I i hear blood diamond you know what i think of you know what scene i think of when i think of blood diamond have you ever first of all you're not a movie guy. Have you ever seen Blood Diamond?
2: Yeah, I think I have.
0: With Leonardo DiCaprio.
2: Yeah, no, I have not, dude. I
0: don't know. you haven't I know, seen it. No, it's on Netflix. They just added it to Netflix. I right, check it out. Uh,
2: cool. I'll fit that in between the 900 episodes of Coco Melon.
0: Yeah. So you've got Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Connelly, and I, I don't. I'm going to say his name wrong. Digimon Hansu.
2: I was racist.
0: That's his name. But anyway, I always <laughs> think of that where, and, and Leo's asking him where, where, where the diamonds at. And he's like, he's naked. He like pulls his clothes off. And he's like, where's the diamond? Where is the diamond?
2: Ooh, that's powerful. You've never seen this movie? No, no, oh, but that was, I got, I got me some goosebumps, dude.
0: Dude. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my, my blood diamond. Every time I hear blood diamond, I always think of that. Where is the diamond? <laughs> anyway, dude, it's, it's give me right. it's me. Right. That's like
2: you going into HR.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I almost went to HR today, by the way. <laughs> almost. Almost. We'll talk off channel about that. Oh, that was another business one that I wanted to talk about last week. It's just when we say we'll talk about this off-channel. Oh, oh. offline. Or oh, we'll talk. Well, you say offline? Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 That's another good one. All right uh we'll go cox mountain warrior all right a.j dobson taking on jacob malkoon malkoon at five and one a.j dobson at six and oh malkoon fam- uh oh, gosh i don't want to say famous but teammate of robert whittaker taking on um, a.j dobson here i actually like a.j dobson in the spot man uh um, yo you're on malkoon
2: no i just uh, i thought we're not are we not doing city kickboxing
0: he's like, not a city malkoon? kickboxing guy jacob malkoon no, he's Robert Whitaker's. He's at a Whitaker's camp.
2: Oh, Whitaker. Ugh, dude, those, the Aussie stuff just.
0: Dude, this Oceana this stuff. It, listen, I love, Trey doesn't like any of you guys, but I love all of our Aussie and New Zealand and Oceana fans. I, I people are listeners, rather. I don't want to say fans. That's so pretentious. People that listen to our show from there. I love you guys. Trey can never get you guys squared away, but I understand. I I you love you guys. I just I don't Dale understand knows. where you live. I don't understand. I just hold you in my hand like little bird eggs. I just, I,
2: I just want. I don't understand where they live.
0: Okay, fair enough. There's a big island, and then there's a smaller one, like tucked away over here.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: And then there's like another one off of that, where okay. Tasmanian devils live, I think.
2: They're spinning around.
0: No, I think they removed. Did they, hold on a second, um, Tim? Did they remove all the Tasmanian devils off of Tasmania because they had like some sort of cancer that was eating them? I feel like there was like some sort of effort to remove them. And then, like, fix the issue and then put them back. Is that did I imagine that in my head? I'm just it's
2: weird, weird. But you know, a that. lot about Tasmanian devils. It's did
0: you know I tried out for Jeopardy one time? Didn't work out. It did. I tried out. Didn't say I was on. <laughs> 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 didn't say I was on, Trey. <laughs> did say I tried out. Um, what
2: is failed?
0: <laughs> yes. What is failed? We'll talk about things that Dale failed at uh, getting on Jeopardy. All right. So. Let's see. No, no, no Tassie Devils left. That's a somber note. <laughs> you want to That's, pour one out, dude? Yeah, I'm I'm empty. I'm empty. I'm empty. Golly. All right. We're on AJ Dobson here. Cool. All right. Let's just take him. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. Carlos Olberg, five and one. Taking on Fabio Sharon Sharon at seven and three. Olberg at five and one. This is must win for both of these gentlemen. This is mm-hmm. winner go home. Mm-hmm um plus 215 for Fabio Chirant, minus 255 for Carlos Olberg Olberg famously looked really good against Kennedy and Jekwe until he looked really bad against Kennedy and Jekwe. and Fabio Chirant has been a poster child of disappointment
2: oh. Carlos Olberg uh, dude I think outside of you know looking good in the the octagon he's he's a good looking dude outside the octagon man he's uh he's a model
0: dude you and everybody's physical appearance bro
2: he's a good looking guy good looking cat
0: um oh black jag is his name what that's his nickname is black jag
2: what is up with these racist names dude
0: again it's it's australia (laughs) they say stuff that we can't say
2: that's insane. You How you do they get away with Lyman,
0: it? You call them Black Jag? I don't know what Black Jag is. I imagine it has something to do with... Uh, wh- and then they have a... What's the uh, what's the Aussie Rules football team? The All Blacks? No. Yes. Yes.
2: I'm learning a lot tonight.
0: I'm telling you, bro. I'm here for it. I'm I'm, I'm here with the information. All
2: right. Well, I, I, I don't know who I... I kind of want to take the plus money on Fabio, and I'll tell you why. I think... Mm. He's a guy, BJJ guy, got to go with the BJJ guys. He will drown you. That's what he wants to do. He wants to push you up against the cage and just kind of like do that, you know, buckle the knees together, get butt on the mat and just smother, dude, like molasses. Versus Carlos, dude, you're going to play Carlos minus 255 on a sketchy prelim. Probably not going to play money line. Play him in round one. He is a guy that comes in super strong, wings for the fences. I know he's a model, but he looks awful in round two and three. So if you're going to grab someone... Money line you can get on Sharon plus two fifteen. That's his juicy Carlos round one.
0: Gotcha. That's Tim says playing. New Zealand has the All Blacks team. Sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway, my thing with Fabio is that he doesn't have. I don't want to say he doesn't have a chin because it was William Knight that hit him. Yeah. But if you if you look at the punch that William Knight hit him with, it was like the weirdest little like arm punch, almost like a like he cuffed him with like he cuffed him with this part of his hand, like by the ear and just slumped him. Um, Prior to that, he looked pretty good. My concern is, is though Olberg for a round and a half is going to be super dangerous. And unless Charant can get the ground game rolling early, I don't know if he has the chin. Um, The weird thing about the Injekwe fight for Olberg was that Injekwe took his shots and kept moving forward. And that ultimately did it. Fabio Chiron is not going to take those shots and keep moving forward. I don't think he has it in him. I think that it, it, he'll go. He will go to sleep. Um, but this is a must-win fight for both of these guys. I think the loser is removed from the roster. To be honest with you, pink slips, pink slips are are there. Um, you're not going to get a, a third shot here. So, um, urgency. yeah, urgency is key. I'll go under one and a half. I'm going to go under okay. one and a half here.
2: I, I'm I'm cool with that. I like that.
0: Okay, cool. Um, let's see here. Your boy, Alexander Hernandez, taking on Hanato yeah. Moicano. 15, 4, and 1 uh, for uh, Hanato Moicano, taking on Alexander Hernandez at 13, and 4. Like I said, Hernandez is the underdog here, Trey, against Moicano at a plus uh, 145. Moicano coming back at a minus 170. What do you think about this? Because I feel like I like Hernandez in the spot and i know you don't like alexander hernandez but i like him in this spot man
2: yeah i've never been a fan of uh hernandez i think comes in with zero percent body fat looks like an absolute stud good good wrestling but he is a ditch the game plan type person he also is a i get clipped i doubt myself and i kind of quit um but he's fought good competition we, I think we failed to say this in the Derek Lewis fight, but this is a hometown fight for him, so the momentum's going to be high.
1: Well,
0: Texas um, right. kid, that's right. I forgot and, about that.
2: And I mean, he's fallen in love with his hands a little bit. And to be honest, Hinato, outside of you know the vet, the wily vet dude, and the sick neck tattoo he's got going on now, um, he uh, he's got a glass chin now. It has oh. been touched many times. Hot so, take. I know. I'm going Hernandez on this. I'm taking that plus money.
0: I don't agree with the glass chin assessment. Um, oh, dude, I, don't... I will
2: point that out all day long.
0: Okay. Well, he got knocked out by Rafael Fazeev. He got right. knocked out by Korean Zombie. He got knocked yeah. out by Jose Aldo. Yeah. Uh, so of his four losses, three of which have come via knockout to um, <laughs> champ, title challenger, and soon-to-be title challenger. And the only person that's ever beaten by submission was Brian Ortega. Um, so if you are Hanada Moikano, 20 fights into your pro career, the only people that you have lost to, um, are either a world champion kickboxer or former title challengers or champions. Uh, Alexander Hernandez is none of those, none of those. Mm. Um, so my concern is, is Moicano is at a stage in his career where I don't know how much more. I don't know how much longer he can keep competing at a high level. And I wonder, I wonder if Hernandez is just good enough at just the right time, at just the the right camp, hometown, decent plus money. Can he get it done here? Yes. Um, Like he's got just the right skill set, maybe. I don't love him at plus 145. I don't love this.
2: I want him to wrestle. I don't want him to stand and bang, dude. Yeah.
0: I, I don't I don't want to I don't want him to bang either. My concern is that Moy is gonna press him up against the cage, grape find that leg, take his back and choke him out. Ooh. Like that's my concern. That, I mean, just I, if I look at Alexander Hernandez, we're gonna do MMA math for a second. If I look at Alexander Hernandez, um I look at a guy that has a similar skill set to Demir Hedzovic. And Moicano took Hitzovic down and choked him out. Mm.
2: I like the under two and a half as well.
0: Inside the distance. Let's let's do it. I like that. Perfect. All right, cool. Mana Martinez, hermana, Mana, Mana. Cool. Nine and two, taking on Ronnie Lawrence. Ronnie Lawrence is seven and one. <laughs> Minus 300 favorite. Uh, for Ronnie Lawrence here, taking on Martinez. Martinez coming back at plus 250 here over and around at 2.5. Ronnie Lawrence is a prospect to watch. People love him. We haven't seen him fight in nearly a year. Last time he fought was on a leap year day, I believe, um, last February. So, yeah, I don't necessarily know if ring rust is real, if Ronnie Lawrence will have it, Um, but he has looked sensational when given the opportunity, and if you let him work, he will destroy you um that being said minus 300 is a pretty slick price on him but i like ronnie lawrence here i might be putting him in a parlay
2: yeah there's some people that like in their clinch uh that muay thai facet dude they like just cut you up and they work and they work they don't hold He's super super hyper aggressive in the clinch works good tank yeah solid prospect
0: all right take him as parlay piece here all right uh, first fight on the prelims, not the early prelims, but the prelims. William Knight taking on Maxime Grishin. Maxime Grishin at a minus one seventy over William Knight. <clears throat> Grishin's been away for a year. William Knight's coming back at a plus one forty five over on a rounds of two and a half. I love Maxime Grishin in this spot. As soon as they announce this fight, as soon as they announce this fight, uh, shout out to uh, MMA heads who sent it to us. Cause he, right when he, right when it broke, he sent it to us. And I replied back, I love Maxine in the spot. I love him. I love him. He used to fight at heavyweight. So he's durable. He's got cardio. He's well-rounded. And I think he's, I think he's patching. He's actively trying to get better. I think the year away is going to do him uh, all the service in the world here, taking on a William Knight who, unless it's a super athletic freak move, ie like a yoel romero style thing does not have a plan b or c so as long as maxim doesn't get caught with anything which i think i'm hoping hoping that maxim is smart enough here um as long as he doesn't caught, i think it will be just fine dude i think we just fine and i love him at a minus 170
2: dude sound the alarm right now
0: it's time i didn't realize this was going to be i could have gotten this ready
2: Gosh. this is this is going to be the one um yeah, that is that is the. I disagree with everything you just said. Everything you just said. Um, there it is, people's main event. Um, Maxine Grisham, you know what? You know what? For my quote unquote show prep that I did, you know what I wrote down?
0: Maxine Grisham's a piece of shit.
2: uh, no, I wrote down, I was being a little bit more conservative. I wrote milk toast,
0: milk toast,
2: milk toast. Wow, yeah, okay. Maxine Grisham is milk toast, he fair enough, soft. He's just around. He's boring. It doesn't do anything really that great. Hmm. William Knight is calm, like fast and furious, dude. Vin Diesel status. He's zero to 60. And then he just shuts the breakdown. He's like Brendan Fraser. Do you think of Brendan Fraser? Brendan Fraser was a nobody. Then he got into the mummy movies. He was freaking fantastic. Then he went away. He's zero to 60, zero to 60. What happened to Brendan Fraser now, dude? He's back.
0: He's a big what- deal. What's crazy to me is that you're willing to talk to me about about Brendan Fraser movies, but you have (laughs) never seen Blood Diamond.
2: I'm taking William Knight because he's going to explode forward and knock out an older, soft fighter, dude. Unbelievable. Most casual way to say it. I
0: honestly believe that there was a portion in time where either you were frozen or you lived in a bunker. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I just I don't I don't know, dude. I've seen I know homeschool kids that have seen more movies than you. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a homeschool kid?
2: No, no. 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 All right,
0: no. fair enough. All right, Alex Perez match Schnell. Perez at twenty four and six. Match Snell at fifteen and six. I think this is a re. This fight's rebooked. Is it not?
2: It's the third um, time they've rebooked.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alex Perez at a minus four hundred. Match Snell plus plus three hundred. Over on the rounds at two and a half. This is dogger pass for me. Uh, very simple for me. This is dog or pass. If you like Matt Schnell, hats off to you. I can't play Alex Perez at a minus 400, and I won't touch Matt Schnell because I don't think he's going to win this fight at plus 300. This is dog or pass over under rounds at two and a half. Um, if you're on Schnell, you might consider the under two and a half or inside the distance. He's got slick submissions, um, and he's been falling in love with his hands a little bit more. So I think the I think the exchanges will be there on the feet. But this is dog or pass.
2: Yeah, Schnell's got good BGJ, but doesn't really have wrestling. So Alex Perez is going to be better standing. He's going to have better wrestling. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a long, long night for Matt Schnell.
0: Roxanne Modifari at 25 and 19, taking on Casey O'Neill at 8 and 0. Uh, Roxanne Modifari plus 300. Casey O'Neill at a minus 400. Overruns at two and a half. By default, by default, If there's a plus 300 women's dog, we have to take it. Um, And then two, the fact that it's Roxanne Motifari means that we doubly have to take it. And the fact that it's Roxanne Motifari at plus 300 on her retirement fight means we triply have to take it. Mm -hmm. Now, asterisk here. Casey O'Neill should win this fight in violent, vicious fashion if it follows suit with her other eight wins. And she very well may do that on Saturday night. But once more into the unknown, once more into the fire, once more we put up the Spartan phalanx, once more into the breach, the darkness, we stare death in the face and say, not today. We take Roxanne Montefiore.
2: I don't want to say this is my most confident play of the night, but Dale... God damn it! Science makes it the most confident play on the planet, dude. Roxanne Montefiore, she's on a two-fight loss skid,
0: but she ain't losing three in a row, bro. <laughs>
2: it ain't gonna happen, dude. And dude, Casey O'Neill looks like a freaking psychopath in the first round. No technique, wing shots, leaves herself open. Roxanne's smart. The only thing I'm worried about is she's engaged or married now. Which one is it?
0: I don't know. She's in love. In love. It's it's in love, Roxy. We talked about this.
2: I know. I just, I get worried about in love Roxy.
0: Dude. No, nah, dude. So here's the thing is we thought Roxy and her boy were on the rocks last time. So we thought it was heartbroken Roxy, right. uh, but turns out all is well in paradise. They, 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 they figured it out. They, the Instagram scrub has been reversed. They are back. So she, she's back to being in love Roxy in love Roxy beat Andrea Lee in love <laughs> Roxy can beat. Casey O'Neal. Brian asks, who do you think wins the stand-up between Casey and Roxy? Obviously, Casey. Roxanne (laughs) is not going to punch. She's not winning any stand-up battles. But what happens is is there's this weird Glover Teixeira-like quality to Roxanne where she gets rocked and then pulls you into her struggle and then somehow finds a way to reverse position, get Butterfly, flip you, reverse, and then just, I don't know. And Admittedly, like you said, Casey has not looked good in round one. Um, and we don't know what round three looks like. So let's see, dude. I mean, for my, for my money, I like Casey O'Neill. Um, but yeah, you know, what's crazy. is Casey O'Neill agreed to come on our show and said, hit me up when I get closer to a fight. Cause then I'm doing like media. I'll be in the groove and we just yeah. never followed up.
2: We're so on top of it. <laughs>
0: Miranda Oops. Maverick is somewhere very upset with us right now. <laughs> yeah. Very upset. So, all right. We're on Roxanne. All right. Feature prelim, Andre Arlovski, J- Jared Vanderoff, Vanderoff 12 and 6. Andre Arlovsky to 140, 32 and 20 for Arlovsky. Uh, you're giving me Andre Arlovsky near even money. Say less, fam. I'm all over Andre. Are you kidding me? He's destroying Jared Vanderoff. He's destroying him. It's over with alowsky sign me up dude v- just the most wily veteran experience on the planet earth dude Andre Arlovsky fights no dumb fights Jared Vanderall, Ro- all dumb fights
2: no that's so not true dude it's so not true dude Mm-mm. Mm-mm. let me let me rattle this off real quick Jared Vanderall, Ro- I, I you know me I'm always on the Ar- Arlovsky train like I have been for a while now but i've got to jump off of it for this moment because he's older he's going to get clipped he's probably going to die jared vanderroth dude yes he's two and two in his last four to get into the ufc beat harry hunsucker we know we we, we love a uh, some harry hunsucker. <laughs> but then he gets in he fights a freaking caucus mountain warrior and sergey spivak who what exploits the ground game destroys yep. him there then he fights justin toffa peace oh shit toffa who's not good, he gets the win. But then he goes against Alexander Romanov, and then what happens? He gets murdered on the ground. Everyone sees what he's not good at on the ground. Do you think that Andrei Arlovsky is going to wrestle? No. Do you think he's going to try and get things to the ground? No. So this is going to be two guys standing, and Jared Vandera has much heavier hands than Andrei Arlovsky. Andrei Arlovsky, if you're going to play him, play him by decision. You're going to get the points. You're not going to get... He's not going to get Jared Vanderoff out of there. You're going to play Jared Vanderoff, play him just plus 120, or sweeten that shit and buy KO because Andre Arlovsky is going to get clipped. He doesn't have the chin he once had. It's this over, dude.
0: Such, that's such a lie. That is such a lie. <laughs> it's not a lie, dude. It's, it <laughs> is a lie. It's oh. a lie. He's lost. The only person that's knocked, dude, it last to not oh my gosh, you got me stuttering. I hate the fact that people say that Ar- Arlovski is chinny. That's not the case. That's mm-hmm. not the case, dude. Mm-hmm. The the last time outside of the um Tom or not the Tom, the your uh the Rosenstreich fight where he was knocked out was when he fought Francis Ngannou. Mm-hmm. So he got knocked out by Francis back in 2017. He got knocked out by Rosenstrike in 2019. Outside of that, Trey, he's fought 10 times and hasn't been finished once by knockout. He got choked out by Aspinall. Don't call Arlovsky Chinny. He's not. He's not. The guy's won four out of his last five and five out of his last seven. Don't do it. Don't do it. Arlovsky's the play. Uh, it's not. Okay. You tell me you feel good with Jared Vander on your slip on Saturday. <laughs> Go ahead. Convince me that you feel good with Jared Vander on your slip. I can't. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Guys, if you don't already do so, please consider following the show on Instagram at punchless MMA. If you don't follow us on Twitter, do that as well, at punchless MMA. If you want to shoot us an email because that's more your thing, chat at punchless MMA. Feel free to do so. If you haven't already done uh, the deed, please... Consider doing it. Leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars is always preferred if you don't want to do that. Eh, that's okay, too. Um, if you haven't left the video a thumbs up in the live stream, leave it a thumbs up. Uh, if you're watching this after the fact and you haven't thumbs it up, thumbs it up. Write a comment if you want. All that stuff. Shoot us DMs on this, week, this weekend. We'll be around... Uh, official betting slip comes out on Saturday night. Shout out to our show sponsor, Stay Classy Meats. Go Stay Classy Meats. Use promo code Fishing, save ten percent on the entire thing. And shout out to Allegiance Clothing, who makes the most badass patriotic clothing on the planet Earth. Uh, use promo code Punch and saves fifteen percent site wide. If you haven't received your Hedge T-shirt, please send us a message. We'll make sure that we get that correct for you. If you received your Hedge T-shirt and you're not satisfied, send us a message. We'll let you, we'll get you squared away on that as well. All right, anything else for the people tray?
2: Fights are Saturday. Super Bowl is Sunday. Uh, be smart with your drinking. Pace yourself. It's a long weekend.
0: Yeah. Uh, and if you're looking for Super Bowl plays, check out our uh, brother podcast. We'll go brother yeah. podcast. Give me the points. Uh, be sure to check them out. They'll have a full Super Bowl slate complete with actual uh, in-game plays, props, all that kind of stuff, man. The, they're gonna their Super Bowl episode will be through the roof. Uh, so be sure to check them out. Uh, And if you enjoy the interview with Miranda Maverick, shoot her a DM or go to the show. Let her know that you saw her on here and that you appreciate her coming on. So until this weekend, guys, be good to each other. We'll see you.
2: Bang, bang.